welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is June 1st. It's Thursday, June 1st. We are here live. We've got a great lineup for today. It's really kind of a free-for-all today. I'll throw out some topics that uh, I've been looking at. If you want to talk about those, you can. Or you can call and ask anything you want. It is a free-for-all, so if you have a question, a comment, a topic, go ahead and jump in right now. We're going to open the phone lines, 855-950-3835. So the schedule today, minor change again today, just because it makes sense. We're starting off here with an hour of free-for-all. Then at 9 a.m. Pacific time, we will head on into rolling toe for an hour After that, Jamie and I will go live in Spaces. Uh, Last week, Jamie and I came back here on the app, then went to Spaces. But since then, I've solved that problem. There's no point in uh, us doing the app and then going to Spaces because everybody can hear it on the app now. Spaces is just another way for us to broadcast. Doesn't change the way you listen. So we could jump back and forth from spaces to the app. And as far as the listener goes, it doesn't really change anything. The real difference right now, spaces allows us to have guests on easier, multiple guests, multiple speakers, the audio with even 10 speakers all on at the same time. The audio stays much more consistent. The downside is my audio on AI or on, um, I'm going to be talking about AI today. I've got it on my brain. Uh, on on the app, I'm able to use my full broadcast setup, so I've got good sound quality. On Spaces, I'm using a phone just like everybody else. And unfortunately, I, I finally figured out why I was struggling so much getting the Spaces to work and, and trying to get a mobile setup. I've been talking about it for a while, and I was struggling with it a lot, and I couldn't figure out why. Part of it was I was doing too many things at once, and that's just, there's a lot going on right now. The other thing was I kept thinking I had some sort of intermittent problem with my phone, but I couldn't pin it down. My phone, ever since I got this phone, uh, it's just been whacked. The facial recognition almost never works. It'll work about once in 30 times. I've reset it and reset it. It doesn't work. Uh, Now I finally figured out what was going on and why I was so frustrated. Getting broadcast type mics, broadcast quality mics to work on a phone is not easy. There's several ways and I kept trying different things. And um, it turns out I did have an intermittent problem and it has become a permanent problem. My phone does not accept external mics at all anymore. And it should. Something went wrong. So... I got to figure that out. I should just get a new phone, except we're only about two months away, I think, from Apple releasing the next phone. So we'll just have to make it through that time. So um, the other reason we would not just go to spaces to broadcast all of our stuff is we're not going to be dependent on another platform like that. We will use it when it makes sense, but we're going to continue to move forward. In fact, I have some ideas now about how we could recreate a space-like environment in our app, but make it even better. One of the things I am going to throw out as a topic today is AI. And um, AI is changing things so fast. Um, One of my themes today was going to be money, 
tracking business finance, tracking personal finance. I'm going to talk about it a lot, whether I get feedback or not. We'll see. May I, I would really like to get more discussion going around this topic. The last couple of years would not been a good time to try to push it. Owner operators didn't care about their numbers. They didn't have to. They were making money without it. Now, they could have made much more and they would have been in a better position if they would have started doing this a couple of years ago, but they didn't. Now is the time where maybe I can get more people interested it's going to be much more critical that you start managing your money in the environment we're in. Uh, unfortunately, our federal government is such a horrible example. They're raising the debt ceiling again. Horrible bill. By the way, we need to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Might be the worst speaker the House have seen. Um, I can't believe the Republicans caved on this horrible financial deal. The federal government just says, look, we, we don't care. what We'll just print more money. And they just keep spending. You don't get to do that. You have to live on a budget or you have to manage your money somehow. You don't get to just print more. The government does, and it's causing all kinds of problems. And that's a, another show. That's the pit. Uh, elections have consequences. And this last election... Uh, I don't even know what to say about it, but our, our government's a mess. AI is now about to transform the way we manage our money. Like I said, this is going to impact everything we do. It's, it's having a huge impact on us. We have been working on the new version of profit gauges, I'm going to say for about three years. Now, that doesn't mean it was full time. We only have so many resources, time, money, all those things. And we were doing, our, you know, our next major upgrade. AI may wipe out all the work we've done in three years. Everything, we, I, I don't know this for sure yet. I need to plan a meeting with Aaron and the programmers. So we really, I want to get my head around this. I know they're working on AI in all kinds of ways. We just haven't had a meeting so I can kind of get up to speed, but I, I'm looking at this technology saying, wait a minute, here's the way I would design profit gauges now with AI. I talk about Mint all the time. Mint is an awesome website. There is a new site I just found this morning. So I'm going to be working on it today because this is kind of my priority, you know, money and finance and budgeting. And this tool is, is a really, it's a virtual copy of Mint except it's going to use AI. Now, I'm sure Mint will have AI soon. So I may, you may not have to jump ship yet. I've been with Mint for, well, since it's been out, I'd have to go look to see when that's been, more than a decade, I'm sure. Uh, and I don't wanna jump ship. I've got it all set up and uh, I, I will sure that Mint and Intuit must be working on AI in the background, but I'm going to go test this new system, which means I've got to get all my accounts into it and get it set up. A couple things I can see where AI is going to be very, very powerful for this. Mint does a fairly decent job of reading your transactions and then categorizing them. But it's, uh, you still have to go through and do a lot of work to, to get it right. AI will transform that. AI, you, we shouldn't have to categorize anything anymore, uh, which would really be awesome in profit gauges as well.
And then, of course, AI, where it's really going to shine, is analyzing the data and helping you make decisions about it. Now, I believe we are in the best position possible to use that AI technology. Um, Technically, I guess anybody could use the AI technology and create a profit gauges like app and compete with us. Kind of hope they do. It'll never be as good as ours. AI is a tool. Um, I can take a hammer and a chisel to a block of wood and I could make a mess of it. A sculptor can take a hammer and a chisel to a block of wood and make something of beauty. Same tool, very different result. AI is a tool. Here's an analogy that's kind of funny because I made this mistake the first time with technology. Um, When graphic design programs first hit the market, and this goes way, way back with computers in the early days, things like Microsoft Paint, you could actually draw and create art. And then, then like page design programs came out and everybody that had it thought they were a graphic designer, including me. Oh, well, look at this tool. I can make a flyer. I can make an ad. Yeah, everything I tried to make with programs like that totally sucked. Great tool. I didn't have the skill, the talent, the ability to use it. Um, Everybody remembers all those ugly flyers and things people made with that and, you know, Photoshop, everybody thought they were going to become, you know, an amazing photographer and it, it didn't work. You, you have to have the ability to use these tools. We're in a, a really good position now to use AI tools to make everything we do better. And there will be a lot of competition, but most of it's going to be garbage. Uh, we're going to stick to using AI where we already have a lot of knowledge and strength and just use it as a new tool to do everything we do better. But you're going to see the market flooded with with just stuff of all kinds, new software, new books, new courses, new everything. And a lot of it is going to be purely generated by AI with people who don't really know what they're doing. They don't have the base knowledge or skills. We've been working with owner-operator data for, I've been doing it for 30 plus years. We will be able to take our model and people like Matt and Joel and TJ and All of these people that have data, and we have most of that data already, we've had it for years, we will train AI on that data. And we will train AI with our knowledge of what it takes to run a successful owner-operator business. There might be 10 knockoffs for our software. It's going to be so easy to do. It won't be the same. It's going to be critical that you become aware of AI so you can tell the real quality stuff out there from the garbage that's just being generated by AI. Let me give you another example that that I'm working on right now. I have two books that are 80 to 90% finished and have been for years, and I haven't been able to figure out how to finish them so that I'm happy with them. You would think with all the reading I've done my whole life, I would be a better writer. I'm just not. Um, I put these two books together and I got to the point where 
Every time I would go back and review them and try to finish them, I was just completely unhappy with the results. And I, I, I'm a good judge of books. I can tell you when a book is good or not, when, when a book will give you good information, it's easy to read, it's easy to understand and assimilate. I can tell you if it's good or bad. And that's what happens. I look at my own books and I go, these suck. And I can't understand why. Well, this is where AI is going to shine. Already is. I am using AI not to write those from scratch, I have all of that information. Now I can use AI to make a good book out of it. And it's powerful and it's working. If I were to, if I were to just go down and if the coach was done, it's not. But if I were to park at someplace remote with the coach, turn my phone off, I could finish two books in about seven days, I think. I've already laid out the schedule and, and I think they're, they'll be really good when I get them done. Then I have a couple other book ideas I might start from scratch. Now, somebody could say, oh, well, look, if he can write a book with AI, I'll just go write the same book. It's not going to be the same, but there will be books and courses and they're going to look good. You are going to have to be very, very careful. Uh, that's one topic we could talk about today. I have a bunch. In fact, let me just go through the list of things that uh, have been on my mind and things that I've been working on. Um, we could talk about that government debt ceiling. If you want to talk about politics, it kind of just pisses me off. Uh, used truck prices, big, big issue right now. If you bought a truck in the last two years, you really need to, to dig down into your numbers. I can help you with it. Um, Call me today. Let's talk about it. Several things um, you need to be doing. One, can you survive with your payment and insurance costs on that truck in this market? The, the really tough part is if you can't, there aren't a lot of options. There really aren't. But I can help you figure out what options you might have. Here's something everybody who bought a truck in the last two years should do today. Call your insurance company and revalue your truck. Used truck prices have dropped about 50%. If you bought a truck a year ago, it's lost more than 50% value now. Because it's also a year older and it lost 50% of its value without that year of use. You are paying for insurance based on the price you paid for it. That's how insurance works in this industry. You go to get insurance on a truck you just bought. How much did you pay for it? That's the value they put on it. That's the value you're paying for. Unfortunately, insurance is so effed up that you pay for one thing, but you receive something completely different. You're paying for the total value of your truck when you bought it. Let, let's use an example, $100,000, you bought it a year ago. You're paying for $100,000 worth of coverage. If you crash your truck today and it's totaled or it burns down and, or it gets stolen, you'll get about forty dollars to $45,000. That's it. Now, there's two big problems with that. One, it's just wrong because you were paying for something different. I, I hate this whole policy. Two, how are you going to remain in business when you probably still owe eighty dollars to $90,000 to the bank and they want their money? You no longer have a truck. How do you stay in business in that scenario? You can't. You, gotta, you need to know that now. But 
the first thing you need to go do is go go tell the insurance company you want today's value put on that truck and that's what you want to pay your insurance for at least we can lower your insurance cost that's one topic i had um ai and money i already talked about that i'm going to be testing that new app um cannabis is becoming an issue in trucking again or still uh it will be an issue we need to address this now we need to get a handle on this I don't think the trend of legalizing cannabis is going to change, meaning within the next couple of years, every state will probably have legalized cannabis. There may be a few holdouts, um, but I kind of doubt it. We need to address this in trucking, and people just lose their mind when you even talk about it. Um, the rate of positive drug test in trucking is way up. It, it is in every industry. It's almost all cannabis. There seems to be some uptick in um, amphetamine use in trucking. Um, that's kind of always been around, but it's, it's um, climbing again, which is a little odd. I'm not sure why. But for the most part, the positive drug tests uh, are cannabis. I didn't know it, but the tr trucking must have some sort of back-to-work program. I hadn't even heard of this. I, I saw it in this article. I guess if you test positive, there is a program that you can get your CDL back. The article claims that almost nobody is doing it, though, that if drivers are getting busted for cannabis, they're just leaving the industry. They're not even trying the program. Uh, we need to address this. We really do. And, and people just need to settle their ass down, just calm down. My God, this isn't reefer madness. Um, it's here. It's here to stay. And we need to address it. I don't care how you feel about it. The best way I can help people kind of not lose their mind over this is Every time you hear the word cannabis, replace it with alcohol and then tell me what you think. That's it. Uh, we could talk about that if you want. Um, broker transparency, another great topic. We can throw that one out. We can talk about that. Uh, is parking getting any easier on the road? I see some states are working on some parking issues and adding parking. Um, you know, I don't mind it at the state level. I really don't. I kind of like it at the state level, state and local governments getting involved in uh, helping the industry find better parking solutions, maybe um, state and local municipalities working with um, office parks or industrial parks and coming up with good creative solutions. I just don't want the federal government in it. Get them the hell out of this, really. The only thing I want the federal government to do around parking is get rid of the law that doesn't allow commerce in rest areas on interstate highways. That would go a long way. Other than that, the federal government, and that all that is doing is the federal government getting rid of a regulation, not writing any new ones, just get rid of the one that's in our way. And then the federal government should just get the hell out of the parking issue. Let's get it down to the state and local level. I'm just wondering though, is, it, is parking easier now? It seems like it should be. Um, AB5. Another good topic we can throw out. Um, I had a group that I um, brought on the air and we were trying to work with them and we were putting up links to get involved. And they kind of, I don't know, just fizzled out on me. I, I'm not getting responses. The responses I'm getting are just kind of, I don't know, wishy-washy. And I couldn't understand why. Um, yesterday I read an article and there's another group. This group looks much more serious and 
You know, I talk about relationships in the industry. The leader of this group is somebody I knew really well about 15 years ago and haven't heard much from, haven't spoken to in a long time. So I reached out to him yesterday. Relationships are good things to have. Um, He was able to explain to me why um, I wasn't getting a lot of um, cooperation through this other group. He was aware of them as well. They reached out to him because two groups trying to accomplish the same thing. Uh, it turns out that group isn't exactly what it looked like. I, it, they, they made it look like it was a real grassroots effort from several different segments of the industry. And it, it turns out it's one carrier out of the ports in New Jersey that is so freaked out about AB5 type laws. I, I didn't even, I'm not sure if I even mentioned that's what I'm talking about here. Uh, I'm talking about AB5 and the independent contractor rule and what's going on with that. So this carrier in New Jersey uh, is freaked out because they use all independent contractors in the ports. They hired a lobbying firm. The lobbying firm created this group. So I don't care that they're doing that. The more help we get on this, the better. But that's not a group we're really going to be able to work with. So... We, um, I, I'll be having a meeting soon with this new group. Um, I'm not going to put out any names right now. It's too early. Uh, I just wanted to let you know I'm shifting the focus on AB5. I want to stay very, very active. I want us as a tribe to stay very active fighting this. The horrible law, really bad for the trucking industry, really bad for our economy. Uh, so we can talk about that. And then the final topic I'll throw out, um, rates and equipment prices and all of those things going on in trucking right now. Um, Are we at the bottom? There are some signs where we might be at the bottom for rates. I would hope we're at the bottom for these equipment prices, but I'm not sure yet. I don't see the signs there. They could still go lower. Man, that would be ugly. If they do, it'll be really ugly if rates go any lower. But I, I, I think we're seeing some signs that maybe we found the bottom of the rates. The next question will be, when do we think we're ever going to come out of that bottom? I, I wouldn't count on it for about 18 months. And there are enough bad signs in our economy right now that it could be worse than that. I hate to be that pessimistic, but we, we just got to look at things realistically here. So those are the topics I had, um, but it's a free for all all day. You can throw out anything you want. Let's uh, let's get to the calls because they're starting to pile up on me here and we've only got an hour. Um, Angie, if you could kind of watch the clock and, oh, let's turn off the phones. Let's pause the phones at um, 840 depending on how many calls we have. Just keep an eye on it. I, I, I'd like to try to make it so we don't leave people hanging when we switch over to Rolling Toe today. So let's get to the calls. We're going to get started in South Carolina. Terrence, welcome to the program. How's it going, Kevin? I got a couple of topics, but the, uh, as far as that drug, the, the drug thing, um, I, um, I, I, I had, I, when I was on the cause, I had that happen. I smoked some weed, got caught, and uh, I got fired. But they never, they never reported me. So I, I was under the assumption I didn't have a job anymore, you know, and, and I couldn't, I couldn't drive anymore. Right. So I looked into it. It was like, it's called SAS. Uh, I think it was called uh, substance abuse. I forget the terminology of it. Long story short, 
I paid like fifteen hundred dollars. I had to go sit down with a a, a, a guy, explain to him, you know, what I did, and then they sent me. I had to go to uh, a like eight AA meetings, and then go back, you know, go back and talk to him, and then he signed off on it, and then. To get somebody to hire you, you had this paperwork filled out. So I had this one small place hired me, and then I went to the place I worked at where I was dispatched. But anyway, long story short, I had to go, after you get that done, when you come back to work, you have eight, I think it's eight P-tests you have to take, and you have to have somebody physically watch you urinate in the cop. Got it. So, so it's okay. like, it is a big to-do. <laughs> and that, well, I'm glad that you told me that. That would explain why people aren't doing it. You know, think about it. It, it. If you're in trucking today, I don't care that cannabis is legal. If I still needed to protect my CDL, I wouldn't be doing it. I didn't do it the whole time I was in trucking. But it, it, it was that would have been suicide for me to do that. That was my whole career. It was my whole business. So these people who have just said, hey, look, you know, it's legal in my state. I'm going to smoke it. They get caught. They're obviously not serious about trucking as a career or a business. If you were, you wouldn't go anywhere right. near cannabis right now until we get this cleared up and straightened out. And I hope we do it soon. But that, that's what you're seeing now. You're seeing people that got into trucking because they didn't know what else to do. They're not all that serious about it. They get caught. And then it's like, oh, oh hell no, I'm not going to pay all this money, go through all that stuff and have to stop smoking. Because at that point, that's <laughs> not a free pass to keep doing it. So I, I can see no. why that program's not going to work. And we shouldn't have to have that program. Why does it exist? No. Like, like I said, it, it, this, this is really, really simple. Just treat it exactly like alcohol and let's be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Develop. But like I said, it was, it was, you know, develop an accurate roadside test. We can do that. I do not want drivers under the influence of cannabis while they're driving. I do not want them under the influence of alcohol while they're driving. It's exactly the same. The minute they're off duty, I don't care if they fire up a blunt and and crack open a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) That's their business. If it affects their job performance the next day, then they'll suffer for that. But I don't see anybody being unsafe as long as they keep it off duty. So just treat the two the same and let's move on. Yeah, well, we'll see about that one. So here's the other thing now. I got the question about, I'll do the health one next. So my fiance came home last night and she's like, Oh, I did my blood pressure. Now she's been on the cardio miracle for almost two weeks and her blood pressure went to normal. Unbelievable. And, 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 and she hasn't so, changed her diet. Has she? No, no, she, we're pretty good. You know, she's oh, okay. not, you know, not a big, she's not a big bread eater, but I mean, she's jelly pasta sometimes, you know, I, I'm more, you know, stricter, but, uh, she, she, she changed, she, you know, didn't really do anything, and I, I so now I got it. She's, she's not taking a Lipitor, so I got it. Not that those two correlate, but you know what I mean. I, now she realized that I'm not bullshitting that the stuff that I said, you know, works. Right. So here's the other. So she has a friend of hers that had the best the gastric bypass service. Nice girl, younger than she is, but she's and she's having a tough. She's losing her hair. She's like like they came up to visit. Her daughter was in softball. There was a tournament in Myrtle Beach. And she and I, she looked like crap, you know, from when I last time I seen her. Skinnier, 
but unhealthy. And I even I said to my fiance, I was like, listen, you know, she don't she don't look good. But she called up now. Now she's having like burning sensations in her stomach. And I'm like, is there anything like she could do as far as like changing the way she eats with that? I don't know. Nobody's ever done it. I've, I know we had a couple of people call into the show and heard about it. But is that like she can? Is that something that you guys could do like a consult with or something? Well, wait a minute. Uh, maybe or you I, guys don't touch that. Maybe I missed something in all that. What's the big issue we're dealing with here? Oh, she's like now she's getting like a burning in the stomach. Wait like a you know, wait, go, I'm like go back because I think I missed something before the burning in the stomach. Why wouldn't we be able to work with her like anybody else? Is what I'm wondering. I, I think I just totally missed something. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know if you guys did people with the the, the bypass surgery. Oh, I don't know if that's you dealt. the issue. That's I the issue. I called. missed that. I missed right. the whole bypass thing. Okay. Yeah, no, we can work with them. Uh, we're, we, we have limited uh, solutions, but everybody has limited no, solutions when it comes to this. We, it, the, your, the digestive system has been radically altered with this surgery. So, oh, no, no. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> yeah, we, we can work with them, yeah, absolutely, and we can help, but it, it's just we have fewer tools. Okay, I get, yeah, because, again, she's a nurse also, and they were, you know, they were beaten to the head, you know, oh, the doctor's right, the doctor's right, and I I just, I threw some stuff out of last night, and she was like, oh, you know, she, so I'm going to, I'll get, what I'll do is when I'll get a, I'll get a you number know, and I'll let her give a call to somebody. You know, I, I, I hate to say things like this, but I'm going to. Anybody who, who, trust our medical system just look at the people who work in it they're sick and unhealthy <laughs> horribly sick and yep. unhealthy why would we go to those people and ask their advice on how to be healthy i don't know i don't know it, it, i learned that a long know, time ago i don't here, here's the best analogy um find the nearest major city to you walk down through the homeless encampment and ask those people how to manage your money <laughs> That's about the same as going to our doctors and nurses, unfortunately, and asking them how to be healthy. I I, I got it. I know. So I'll just say that's cool. So I'll just I'll pass the number on and I'll tell it. See, because she's got to show. She, she and she keeps going to them. These people and getting you know this one. This one says this. This one won't touch it because he did the surgery. And it's like all they're doing is just keeping you like you know it, keeping them in the system. And, you know, it's a shame that she's got, they got kids. Yeah. Keep it sick. They got, you know, teenage kids and all that. It, it's just so a shame. Since it's we're on really this, since we're on a health topic real quick, I, with uh, Chris Cresser yesterday, I didn't get to this topic. I've talked a lot about the whole Wagovi, uh, Ozempic, you, you lose weight. It, it, you know, people are doing this right. now. It's a big thing. The FDA is approving it. You know, go get a shot every week and you'll lose weight with these drugs. Well, that's a big enough problem. I've talked about that. But there's a new problem now. Now there's a shortage of these drugs because they're becoming so popular. And now what's happening is compound pharmacies, which very few people know what a compound pharmacy is. All pharmacies used to be compound pharmacies. You know, if we go back far enough, right. you used to go to a pharmacist and he would mix up your drug for you. Mix, yep. And make it personal <laughs> yep. for you. And then the big pharma company said, oh, that's not efficient. We'll just put out the same pill for everybody. We don't care if that's not the right way to do it. Uh, compound pharmacies actually make sense. If you're and compound pharmacies can make supplements and uh, that's actually a better model. But 
not the way we're using it now. Now what's happening is we're only going to these compound pharmacies, which typically work in the more natural health world. You, you know, doctors who are more likely to use supplements and diet are also more likely to use a compound pharmacy to create drugs with maybe fewer side effects or, you know, it, but, but that whole model has almost died. It's starting to come back a little bit. But now they're hitting these compound pharmacies to try to create something like Wagovi. But there's no control over these things, quality and ingredients. You have no idea what you're oh, getting. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So I got more. So now uh, I, I, I joined my, I heard so, in my mom's so, house, me and I, my brother. I, I, I want to go back because oh, I've always wondered sure. about this. Pharmacists get an awful lot of training, right? A, a lot. I mean, it, you have to go through a lot to be a pharmacist. And I've often wondered why. All they do is stand there and count pills. Seriously, that's it. And maybe answer a question or two if you happen to ask them about it. Most people don't. I, I know pharmacists are not doing a good job at all of monitoring everybody's prescriptions and making sure there aren't conflicts. That's not happening the way it should be happening. So what the hell do we even have pharmacists for? Pharmacists used to get all that training because they used to create the drugs. They used to do this compounding. Yeah, chemical, exactly. <laughs> now you watch them and they stand back there with that little tray and they count pills and put them in a bottle. What the hell? <laughs> God. You, the, oh, yeah. My next-door neighbor, Jersey, was a pharmacist. Uh, here, yeah. here's, here's he the, owned his own. Here's the, one of the first God. jobs that should be replaced by an AI robot that do a far better <laughs> job than a pharmacist would. Why do we need those people? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's safe to say, but like my, my neighbor owned his own in Brooklyn and it was a small, you know, had some years, you know, clients. I also grew up with a kid that a father owned one. You had the people and all of a sudden once right in, all the big ones came in, man, they just started oh, yeah. buying up, buying them up and that was it, you know? Yeah. But, all right. So now my other thing. So I inherited my mom's house with me and my brother. We, we got attacked, you know, I remember, I don't know if I told you, I, we, I need to find out about the taxes. We right. filed hard taxes that we didn't file once you passed. All square. That's all good. good. The estate settled. But now what about the How does that work with the house? Because so, we just closed on it this year. Yeah. So here's what happens. When there, somewhere in these documents, there is a date that the house became yours. We got to go find okay. that date. Whatever that date is. Right. Then you go back right. and you look at the historical real estate market and what was that house's value on that day, just based on the, the, the open market. You know, it, you don't, it, I, I'm assuming it's not some unusual house with no comps near it. Uh, it kind of is because there's actually a bungalow and my, and then my, my, my mom, you know, kind of transformed it a little bit. So yeah, but but I think my mom originally paid a hundred. Uh, okay. What your mom paid has nothing to do with anything. Okay. What your mom paid has already been dealt with in the estate taxes. That's done and over with. We don't have to think about that. Uh, okay. I, I, just having a bungalow on a property shouldn't make it like an outlier. 
Let me give you an example. I, I'm very, very experienced with this because I dealt with it and I knew I was going to deal with it. I, I'm in a town where th- when I moved here, the average home price was like 210000 And it's a very, very small right. town and there are no other towns near us. In fact, the closest town near us is across the river, but that's a different state and that complicates things. I can see the houses over there. But we can't use those as comps because they're in a different state. We should be able to because they're close, but this is just how real estate works. So when I tried to get our house valued, they couldn't use comp. We went through three different appraisers and ended up paying almost $5,000 to get an appraisal. We don't have any comps. We built an unusual property. It's 6,000 square feet. It's surrounded by much, much smaller homes. There's no other property in town that that could be used as a comp. Um, And we're too far away from other towns. They wouldn't allow comps to be used. So ultimately what we had to do, we had to pay that $5,000. Somebody had to go through the process of figuring out what it would cost to build this house today to buy the land and build the house. And that's how we got our valuation. So I don't think you have issues that big. Just having a bungalow or what's called an ADU on the property is common enough that you should be able to get comps. So. No, but that's just freestanding house. So that's not, that's not an addition. That's just what the house, basically what it was was a summer house that my great grandparents came to from Hoboken and stayed down there. But but that's probably common in that area. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can say that, yeah. Yeah, so you, you can just use so, the, the rate. You go back, you look at value of real estate on that day. You Here's the process, really, if you want to do this all yourself. You go back, you look at average values, and then you start creating what's called a square foot price. And then you just apply that square foot price to that home. Now you have a value. The reason we have to go through all this is that becomes your value on the house from that day for tax or investment purpose. We, we will treat this as though you bought the house that day at that value. So that gives you what we call your book price or your book value. Now, any time in the future you go to do something, sell this, whatever, that we then we go back and look at that number to calculate your gain or loss. So, because so basically, when once once we got the probate back and the, the will was cleared, and then we got the house, and we sold the house like maybe six or seven months after that. Oh, this house so already basically been basically it's such a. Sh- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so we have all, we could calculate this in uh, 30 minutes. I mean, if I had all those numbers in front of okay. me, it would take me about 30 minutes to go figure out what your gain or loss is, if anything, and then how much tax you would owe on it. So then I was going to be my, because both of us are on the name, me and my brother just split that, the, the, whatever the taxes do on yes on the uh, thing, right? Yep. Okay. And then that goes on our part. My personal, is that still Correct. part of the estate? No, it, it, we, the estate's it, done. It, oh. The estate's done. Okay. That, that property is now yours. So, yes, it always goes on your taxes now. So Okay. So then, it, all right. So me and my brother have to worry about that. Right. Now, I'm a little worried about him, but 
I know. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, cool. Yeah, well, I was, how, I, I just I, how much time elapsed? Be, well, we don't know the date of the closing. I, there's not going to be any big tax bill here. Oh, I do know the date I closed on it. Oh. I know. What date did you close? I closed on uh, April 24th. What day did the house sell? Uh, Wait, when you say close, do you mean the sell, the sale of the property? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That, that was April 24th. That, that's one day. Now we need to go back farther in history. When was the property transferred to you from the estate? Um, I got. I don't have the probate thing, but I believe it was in mm, uh, like December of the year before, like okay. 21. So, so here, here's the thing. You're not going to have any big tax bill to worry about here. All you could be taxed on is the p- potential difference between the price on those two dates. Okay. Uh, now I got it. Right. I got it. Cool. Man, that's a big help. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't worried now because I got it set aside, but I just was like, because my brother's panicking and oh, it, trying to talk him off the it, ledge all the time. It, it, and in, in this market, it's possible that it lost value. Oh, yeah, it did. Yes. Oh, There's houses well then, around there that are selling for, 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 for big money. Well, then you could potentially have a loss to put on your tax return, which gives you an advantage. Sweet. Thanks. All right. Let's see if there's anything. Oh, I got to get this one out, Kev. So yesterday, listen, I was one of the smarter ones. I bought a lifetime subscription to Sirius. $450. Best $450 I ever spent in my life. There you go. Best $450. So I'm listening to the channel you used to be on yesterday. And Kevin, I always had to shut it off. The amount of bullshit, that's the only way to put it, that they're putting out on that thing, some of the shows, is... Like, like, I, I, like I'm going to... Hey, you know, I, I, I used to I used to purposefully never listen to that channel when I was on that channel. The reason I didn't is because it would have been too frustrating for me. I would have wanted to talk about it all the time. And and that would have just been right, yeah. it, it would have just been bad business. Really. I mean, in one way, I, I thought, you know, no, I should criticize those shows. Maybe they'll get better. But you, you can't really do that from the inside. You know, nope. that, that just wouldn't have worked. No. Um, and since I left them, I've kind of ignored them. But, but it might be fun to go back and pick on them now that I can. Kevin, you wouldn't believe. And I, I'm not going to say any names because I don't, you know, some people probably listen to both. And I, but it just was I was like, if I wasn't paying for this, if I didn't get this for free. I wouldn't listen. Did, I shouldn't even did, listen to it. It doesn't cost me anything. Do you have anything, any good examples? Just, okay. They had a dietitian on yesterday from the Park, whatever, Institute down in um, Texas. And they were talking about things to eat clean, eat good on the road. And um, they were going, uh, like, you know, you should have, like, uh, cut up fruit. Everyone thinks fruit is high in, in sugar and all. And I'm, like, listening and it's like, no, if you're 300 pounds and you're cramming fructose down your throat, you know what I mean? It's like, fruit, just, fruit is the one of the biggest <laughs> offenders in truck drivers diets because of all the, the the people who are trying to help. Oh, let's get the truck stops right. to put fresh fruit right by the cash register. Fruit, uh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah right. that'll yeah. help. So you can eat five apples in, yeah, in right. one day and then wonder why you... Uh, along, <laughs> along with your roller dog and giant slice of New York pizza. 
<laughs> and don't forget your 64 ounce pickle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get truck drivers uh, to eat uh, a bunch uh, more fruit while they're driving. That'll help. Yeah. It, 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 there was so much more. I, I, I think, to be perfectly honest with Kevin, I think I blocked it out because yep. I'm listening to it. I'm going, this is so, I, it's so wrong because Pete, you know that, Kevin. I have well, an idea Pete, for a Some show. people are. are, are What's that? <laughs> I, I, have, I have way too many ideas for shows, and I am working way too many hours anymore. But I, I'm so I, here's what I want to do I want to set up an AI bot. Here's another use for AI. And I want to let it oh. lis, listen to that channel every show and summarize it for me, and I'll do a show just on all the bullshit that's on the trucking <laughs> that, channel. That would be. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I packed more work on you, Kevin, but that would be hilarious. Yes, it would. Just for the, just for the, the learning factor of it. I, I mean, know. to see, you know what I mean? Because we get results with you, and most people do, and, and you know, ones that don't, you know, they know they're, both, they're not doing the right thing. I've not done the right thing a couple times. But to listen to something, to tell somebody that's tr- really, some people are truly calling in to find something out, and then they're getting misled. It, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a shame, you know? Well, it's a shame. You know, I, I don't want to, well, I do want to brag. Uh, I'm proud of what we've built here. <laughs> when you look at our shows and our topics, and, and the only thing we've really been limited by in the past is just time. But look right. at the shows and the topics we've been developing and we continue to develop. Why doesn't the trucking channel look like that? Because they don't. <laughs> I mean, they don't want to. They, 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 they stick to their own. They may be getting forced or told to do this. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about anybody else on that channel. I, I can say this, the whole time I was at SiriusXM, they never told me what I could say or what I couldn't say. They never, I never asked them. I never went to them and say, hey, okay, hey yeah. I, I want to do a show about brokers and call it bro. That, never, never, not once did I go to them for permission about anything. And not, <laughs> not, not once till the very end did they ever say anything about my content, either good or bad. I mean, they, we just had very little interaction right. most of the time, which is what I was happy with. Towards the end, when they suspended me for the soy boy comments for a week, I, I knew the end was coming. And, um, uh, but I, I just I tried over the years to I said, look, what if what if I could bring you new show ideas, a new host? Well, we don't have any time in the schedule. Sure you do. You're repeating all kinds of stuff. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So we'll just uh, do it I'll let someone else get in the camera. All right. I, I really appreciate the uh, I appreciate the uh, stuff about the house, man. That really helps me out. Absolutely. Thanks again, Kev. You're welcome. Let's go to New Jersey. Tony, welcome to the program. Kevin, hi. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Tappan Zee Bridge. So that would be New York. Yes. I do have a question since everybody that's listening uh, probably dreamed of a better truck or a new truck or improving their truck how come uh, after paul bought my western star it only has on new trucks like a one-year warranty volvo peterbilt i'm kidding by the way he didn't buy a he didn't no, buy I that know. luxury right. sleeper he needs to but but uh if i want to buy a new truck i only get a one-year warranty that is pathetic why do they not Stand by their their machines, uh, and they do break down. Like I know you always say that. So 
Yeah, um, but here's the thing. Let's be realistic about this. Everybody's in business to make money. Every business is competitive. I don't care how big you are. We, we Sometimes we look at these big businesses and think, well, they don't have to be competitive. They're so big, what could happen to them? No, that's absolutely not true. This it, We are talking about pennies. You wonder why we, we prove something is a better way to build a truck. Why don't the OEMs copy it? They don't. It, it takes them a decade to, to bring new technology into a truck. It's pure cost. The accountants get to build trucks, not the engineers. So everything about selling that truck comes down to pennies. That's the mindset you have to get in to understand this. So now that truck is going to break. The older it gets, the more it's going to break. They're complicated to fix. So if the OEM is going to cover those costs and take that risk, you're going to pay ten dollars or $20,000 more for that truck. There are no free lunches. They can't somehow give you two or three more years of warranty without charging you. They'd go broke. Then you say, well, how do the other companies do it? Well, then- well they're run differently. This is why we have competition. If some manufacturer figured out how to offer that warranty for three or four years and still sells their truck competitively, well, kudos to them. Go buy one of their trucks. Yeah, and that comes back to the Tesla. I don't know if we've ever talked about that, but when I was interested in them, they uh, came out with a one million mile warranty. Musk might have just been BSing up there. But I kind of like the sound of that. Um, I agree. Here's part of the problem I have with that. If he is able to offer that million mile warranty and stay competitive on his price, the only reason he's doing it is because the federal and state government is kicking in so many subsidies on electric trucks. And that's bullshit. And it has to stop. And the only thing I can say about the one year, 100,000, you know, uh, I'm just going to go out of business. When this pack car does keel over, uh, I, I am not paying $200,000 for a new and get one year out of it. See, I'm okay with this. I've never had a problem with that. The, the one year warranty has been fairly standard the whole time I've been buying new trucks. That's been the common warranty on the whole truck. Sometimes you got a two or three year on the engine. There are lots of different deals out there. You could buy extended, which I almost never recommend. There are a few cases where it might make sense. But this has been a standard in the industry forever, and I'm okay with it. I I don't see if you go out of business because your truck breaks down that much after a year. You bought it wrong, you spec'd it wrong, you're driving it wrong, you're take care, taking care of it wrong. I, I just, I, this is kind of a big nothing burger for me. Before I forget, I don't know. On the previous caller, he did call in about vertigo. Can I, um, can I give a solution for that? Yes. That was two days ago or like last week. Okay. That, um, those crystals in the ear, I have, I had this too, um, what it and it's his girlfriend that had the BPVV with the vertigo. What what you do is there's papers you can find on the internet. It involves like an inversion table, and there's a process like a step by step thing that you do with uh, inversion and lying down and resetting those crystals in the ear. In case he's listening, okay. I have the papers right here in the truck. I just 
I haven't had time to do it. Um, yeah, I get horrible uh, vertigo if, if I'm like uh, doing like lying so, a certain way or whatever. So what I would wonder on this, but yeah. uh, I, and if you can send those to me, I'd like to see them or I'll go look it up myself. I should be able to find it. Uh, I, I'm not aware of that, so I appreciate the... Heads up on that. I've got an inversion table that I use for all the other benefits you get from an inversion table. I love them. My next question would be on this, though. Why do we have to go through this? What's the root cause of somebody? Why do they build up these crystals? And then we have to go through that process. And and let's go address that. If I wasn't uh, in New York right now, I'd Think and because uh, I, I probably do know the answer. I just I cannot with six eighty four coming up. Uh, yeah, no problem. That's fine. My gut reaction is that it, it just happens. No, that's like, not to true. Everybody. Um, no. no, it doesn't. I've never like, suffered vertigo in my life because of this, and I'm sixty. If it's going to happen, it would have happened already. Why didn't it happen to me? It's not normal. That's the point. It's not normal. We shouldn't just be walking around and all of a sudden we have vertigo and we have to go through this weird process that nobody knows about. What I mean is it's nothing life-threatening. You know, it, there's not some sort of disease. It, you know, it's common. It's very oh, common. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so common I, can, com- common I can agree with, but common is not normal. And it, it, by doing this inversion thing, we're not addressing the root cause is my issue. I'm okay doing it to help somebody with symptoms now, but let's go figure out what the root cause is and just solve this. I don't think they'll say it, it's diet. It's more mechanical, like uh, like a blow to the head well, then they're or wrong. exercise, you know, something like that. Then they're wrong. We all suffer blows to our Everything head. Everything can all be ex- helped by diet, of course. Correct. And and there may be even something very specific in the diet, like oxalates causing this. Are those oxalate crystals? We could test them. And if they are, then we know exactly what the root cause is. Too many oxalates in the diet. Calcium oxalate is probably uh, what those crystals are. Then then there's the issue. Uh If it's a calcium oxalate then there's our issue and there's our solution. Manage the oxalates in the diet and this goes away. Root cause is powerful. We always, always, always should be thinking root cause, not just in health, in business, in in life, in everything. Tony, I'm going to cut you loose. Move on. Um, I wasn't watching my calls here. I better do that real quick. AJ, uh, it's the lightning round because I want to get, I have two calls left. I want to get to both of them. Make it quick. Hey, Kevin. I got a question about, uh, you posted an article, Landstar's guidance was, uh, they, they lowered their guidance or right. something like that. I read the article. What is guidance in, in relation to companies and their reportings? So we're talking about Landstar's own financials now. So like when we talk about owner operators yeah. numbers, do you know your numbers? What we're talking about here is Landstar looking at their own numbers and, they re- when you are a publicly traded company, you're, you can buy stock and sell stock on a, on a public um, like the Dow or, you know, on the uh, New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. 
you are required to provide financial information. You, you can't, if you're a private company, you can hide your numbers from everybody. You don't have to show them to anybody. But if you are a public company, you have to show your numbers to everybody. And then analysts look at those numbers and try to predict where the stock is going. When, when we talk about guidance, that the guidance can either come from the company itself or guidance could come from analysts or both. And what, what we're saying is they are looking at all of their numbers and telling us what they think is going to happen in the next quarter. Are we going to make a profit? Is it going to be a bigger profit? Will be a smaller profit? Will we have a loss? It, that's to, to guide investors to be able to make decisions about the stock on that company. So we look at that to see how well these companies are doing. So when they lower their guidance, that's a bad sign. Lowering their expectations. Correct. Yep. They're saying their next yeah, I realize, quarter. Yeah, I realize will, that. Yeah, their next quarter will be worse than what they thought, and worse than the last quarter is what they're saying. All right. Yeah. Mainly, I was just trying to see why they call it guidance because it just because just guides the investors. It, it really that's the best way to think about it. Is we're we're guiding investors so they can make a decision on buying, selling, holding, whatever it might be. All right, so I'm trying to educate myself on all this uh, Good. corporate business, Good. yeah, just just for shits and giggles. But um, the other question I have is, I see this year over year a lot, and what is, what is that it's so, in perspective to the layman term? I guess yeah, you can see terms like month over month or year over year. So here's a good example. I was just talking about truck prices. Truck prices are down again a little bit month over month, meaning we're in we're in June right now, June 1st. We could start comparing May to April. That's month over month. Or we could compare this May to last May only. That's month over month. If we compare this year to last year at this time, that's year over year. You see, we're just saying this is the time frame we're talking about a year or a month. Then how are we using that time frame year over year means we're combining this year to last year, same time frame. So last year, January to June 1st, what did we do? This year, January to June 1st, what did we do? We compared them. That's a year-over-year -year comparison. All right, gotcha. So I was planning on calling you uh, at the end of June for six months. Uh, Perfect. Over my numbers. What's the best way to, to share that with you? Do I just uh, print up the business report? No, you a, don't even have to file. You don't even have to print it. You. you don't have to print or it or email. In. You call the call screener will go in and get the account for me. Okay. So you can, list, if we talk about one thing and it shows I, up on another page, you can just go ahead and I can look at it real time. Go into another page with me. Right. If, if we, if you call the call screener and we do it that way ahead of time, then I can just go into the account and be looking at your numbers in real time. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later on in um, basis. All right. Thanks for the call. One more call, and then we're going to roll on into Rolling Toe. Hate to be late, but I uh, I got talking and forgot to look at the clock. Ray, let's make it quick, but let's get a good answer out. We'll do. Uh, yeah. It's about truck sales, but real quick, it's kind of funny. When I was on hold, you were talking about uh, compound pharmacy. That's what my daughter does. She works in a compound pharmacy, and... Uh, 
But it, but pharmacists don't even count the pills, so I have to put me down. <laughs> the pharmacy counts. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they should. They don't even do that. They they, just they, take- they should. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, other than what your daughter's doing in a compound pharmacy, I don't even know why we need pharmacists anymore, seriously. The reason a lot of people don't use the compound is because insurance won't cover it. I know. I actually am in favor so of that- compound pharmacies. Unfortunately, the only reason that we're using them this time is because there's a shortage of the big pharma drug. And in this case, it's going to cause problems. Yep. Now, on truck sales, we've been looking and we've been getting hammered from a bunch of dealers because it's starting to change. Um, And some interesting things is we've been on the dealership, you know, looking at trucks, spent trucks, and and it's so screwy right now. They were showing us a new one last week, and they said it was 203, and I said, well, we won't even talk unless it's 185, then we'll talk. Right. And but they had the sister they had the sister truck to that truck that someone already bought and put fifty thousand on and went bankrupt. And they said we have to have two hundred and twenty seven thousand for that. They're, they're, like they're, why do you have to have two hundred and twenty seven? They're just stupid. They they uh, well uh, the uh, reason they no I know the reason it's because their internal profit too bad your internal profit doesn't matter the market they, yep. matters. Exactly. I know what they're saying. Yeah, we we and, have so uh, much into this in order not to lose our ass. We need to get. Well, you can say that all day long. That's no different than owner operators saying, well, I can't run for a dollar fifty a mile. I need two dollars. So what? Nobody cares about your expenses. That's not how the market works. Exactly. And I just looked at them and I said, well, why would I buy that one? And they're like, I don't think anyone's going to buy it. Of course not. uh, That's why they they need to suck it up and take the loss. They're going to take it. And eventually, my God, I can't believe people in business can't get their head around this. They told me that someone gave them an offer of 215, but they didn't cover the whole loan. So they said no. Dumb. So now they're going to lose 30000 on it. So here's, here's you know, yeah. P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute. They had a sucker on the hook and they let him go. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. And they're got the same trucks. So they're, they're telling us. This one's this price. This one's this price. And I'm like, they're the same truck. And they're like, well, they were a different build date. So let me, let me give you my advice on this. I'm going to cut to the chase um, just because I'm in a little bit of a hurry today. I'm going to cut to the chase. Here's my advice. A year ago, I was telling people, do not buy a truck, new or used. Do not. If you uh, rent a truck for a year, if you have to. Now we can see why. People who bought a truck a year ago are screwed right now. My new advice If you're in the market, go ahead and start buying used trucks. There are some killer deals out there. You have to look for them, but they're out there and there will be more of them every day starting now. Do not buy a new truck yet because the new truck prices haven't adjusted the way they're going to. We need about six more months on those, I think. Or that's what we're doing. We're waiting and I got more stuff on it if you had time of what I've heard them talking about, but I know you're. Yeah, Short on time, but we're not buying until the price is right for us. Perfect. That that would have been my advice. So you're, you're doing the right thing. You went and tested the waters. You looked at some numbers. They're not making sense on the new truck or the used truck from that particular dealer. But the overall used truck market 
is a, they're bargains now, big bargains. So it, it's time to start shopping the used truck market. The new truck market, I think, is going to be about another six months. When fleets start canceling orders, um, then those prices are going to adjust. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we will be right back with Rolling Toe, and then we will see you at 10 o'clock uh, for a Twitter space. Uh, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.